Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Welcome back to NFL.com Live's coverage of Super Bowl 48 here at NFL.com. Broncos, Seahawks getting ready for Sunday. And certainly the man on the couch with Dave Damashek, hoping he will not be sitting with us next year, but getting ready for the game 48 hours from now. A year from now, Greg Hardy, Carolina Panthers, Ole Miss running Rebs, Colonel sure. Reb on the back, that black bear with the William Faulkner jacket <laughs> on the front. What annoys you more from cheesy hosts like me when they say, let's release the Kraken or let's get Kraken? What's what's worse? To be honest with you, release the Kraken might be my all-time favorite statement to hear. Okay. But, I mean, it might get somebody hit. You know, I get in the mood. I don't know. <laughs> so you're at the breakfast table and you hear someone say release start the Kraken. knocking stuff down. You I just get... cut knees out. That's I what went... I love about I you. You, you embrace Kraken. Why you know, not? you don't shy from it. And so it brings to mind Richard Sherman, <laughs> who seems like he is asking for the spotlight. As a guy who kind of does that himself, what did you make of, of what he did at the NFC title game right after and then the reaction to it? Honestly, man, it's entertainment. You know, yeah. he's, he's doing his job the highest level that he can do it. And then, you know, making people smile and laugh and think about them, you know, because the name of the game right now is Watch Me, man. If I can get you to watch me, I'll guarantee you'll be satisfied. <laughs> you had 15 sacks this year, correct? Yes, sir. Coming into this year, I don't know if you had 15 combined the previous three years. Almost. No, All, a little bit more. A little bit more? Yes, All right. So what was the difference this year? What Did anything change this year? You know, the big thing this year was just elevating my game, you know, making it more important to me because being a good player is awesome. You know, you get a, a lot of snaps, you get a lot of plays made, you get a lot of accolades and claps on the, you know, claps and pats on the back. But being a great player is something that you got to find within yourself. And you got to take it to a next level with inside of you. And when it became important to me, I just took it from a game to business. Speaking of business, more important to stay in Carolina or more important to take care of Greg Hardy, the individual, as a free agent? A little bit of both. You know, I love being in Carolina. I love being with my team and my family and those guys that I came from nothing with to, you know, being this cracking guy that everybody loves and adores right now, I hope. <laughs> and getting paid is a big deal because I feel like I've earned it. You know, I went through the steps. I went through the process. It's been a lot of rigorous fighting and just, you know, playing on special teams and starting for me. And I feel like, you know, it's time and I'm due. 
You know, you mentioned the, the process, and I want to say you were supposed to come out in 2009, right? A lot of people thought you'd leave sure. Ole Miss as an underclassman. You had, I, I, I apologize, I don't remember the injury, but you had an injury. Uh, fifth metatarsal in my foot. So there you go. So that probably led you to go back, right? Or was Not, not, so, not so much as far as injury. You know, I had, a, I had a family thing. My mom really wanted me to go back and finish my, my education, get some more schooling in. She didn't think it was time, and you know, I, I thought it was a good decision to go back, and right. I felt like I was going to be the same guy coming out in um, 2010 as I was in 2009, which, you know, wasn't the case. Right. But Why did that happen? What, 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 what? A lot of things surrounded. There's a lot of speculation, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, I didn't do what I was supposed to do at the end of the day. I got put in the sixth round from a first-round projection, you know, the year before, and it's said and done, and I got the chip on my shoulder, so good luck dealing with it. You got to uh, chase around Russell Wilson and Colin Kaepernick this year. I'm sure it's a question you've answered a million times. Answer it for the million and first this week. Who do you, who's tougher to chase down? And I guess you can even extend that into the guy you're playing against in scrimmage. Believe it or not, Kaepernick is way harder to chase down. Man, that stride is ridiculous. Every step is longer than the last step. You know, mm-hmm. And I'm a guy that can get after it, I'm telling you. So it was difficult just chasing him around. But I would say, you know, overall, in combination with passing, putting it on the money, and just the total package. Wilson's a beast, man. What was said in the locker room after that game against uh, against the 49ers? What was the vibe? Was it a successful season for you guys, or did you feel like you left some meat on the bone there in that game? Definitely. You know, when you're in, when you're in a situation like that, first playoff game, you got a lot of young guys, you got a lot of guys that are there in this atmosphere for the first time, you let a lot slip away. You know, and learning that, that locker room was quiet. You know, everybody was just in their own thoughts and in their own feelings, man, because it was it was so big for each and every each and every one of the individuals in that locker room. Real quick uh, question as far as that goes. There was a, a spectacular camera shot. I don't know if you've been able to bring yourself to go back and look at the broadcast of that game. Just before the first offensive snap for the Panthers, Colin Kaepernick closed his eyes, and it looked like he said a prayer or really understood the gravity of the situation suddenly year threes in the playoffs. What was he like going into that game? Did you notice a difference in him versus the way he had been during the season or even in the previous three years? I'm a guy you know, that plays on a high level at all times. I play with a lot of guys on a high level, came from the Pro Bowl, playing with guys on a high level. And I'm going to tell you, from my standpoint, the man was composed. You know, He was calm, cool, and collected, and I got to give him credit. So respect to him for being a quarterback that can handle that situation and being a player that can handle that situation because, as you saw, the Carolina Panthers let it slip away as mm-hmm. not. Greg, how do you feel like your defense stacks up against some of the other top defenses? We win every time. <laughs> every time? <laughs> every time. Number one defense in the world, in my mind. You're right. Against San Francisco or Seattle? Everybody. We okay. should put what you about and your, you back there. What about your dominated. quarterback? <laughs> what, what about, about Cam against Cam? some of the other quarterbacks he's compared to, the, the dual threat? And I would take Cam every time. You know, he's got, a lot, he's got a lot to learn, but as a young player being that talented. Why would you take Cam over Colin? He's a young, he's a young player being that talented. All he really does, all he has to do is realize how good he is and be more great. You know, take the next step to being Peyton Manning or legendary, what so do you to speak. Think that but next those other, step is? I mean, being it's mental. You know, the talent, the athletic ability, the opportunity is there. You just got to take it another step mentally and grow up and be more of a you know a Peyton type quarterback where he can take the whole game over from a mindset standpoint. So I know you want your defense, of course, and you want your quarterback. I want my quarterback. But in this game, Super Bowl, who are you picking? I'm saying Broncos. You know, because like I said, it's a mental game. When it comes down to playoffs and Super Bowls, me being in my first one, I know, you know, it's not a lot to a credit, but I'm definitely saying it shakes people up. You know, I've seen it firsthand fall apart right in front of me. 
So I'm saying the, the quarterback that keeps it most composed and keeps his mind into the game and keeps his team calm and ready to play is going to win. Greg, how, uh, how important are sacks? What, what's the most, uh, I guess Utah. I should say the statistics, the pressures, the hits, the sacks. Give us an idea of how sacks fit into that conversation of what makes a dominant pass rusher. I'm a giant advocate of hits. You know, affecting the quarterback is something that, you know, you can't put a tag on. When the quarterback gets rattled in the pocket, when the quarterback gets rattled before the game, when he's saying a prayer, when he's shaking his hands, when he's talking to you, that means he's thinking about you. When he's thinking about you, he cannot think about routes, and that's 100% accurate. Uh, you know, you're you're not a real young player. You've been in the league for a while now. We mentioned you're going into free agency. Luke Keekley in just his second year. You're <laughs> the two leaders, to some degree, of that defense. Is that different being younger than some of the other vets? So how do you assume a leadership role? Back it up. You know, um, you got to understand that you got big guys, big time guys in the locker room. You got Steve Smith, you got Thomas Davis, you got uh, we had John Beeson, you got Steve. I mean, you got um, D'Angelo Williams and people like that that have had years and experience. Yet, when you're a young guy like Luke or myself, you got to come in and prove yourself and prove that you can lead or make decisions. And once that happens, those guys respect you. Let's get to uh, you, the fan. We mentioned you can ask questions of our guests here on the stage by going to NFL.com live, hashtag AskSB48. Got one here for Greg Hardy. Do you think Brady would be great without Coach Belichick? <laughs> yeah, great player is a great player, man. But I would say speaking from a player that had three sacks that now has 15 coaches big time, it's uh, instrumental. What did you think of, uh, you know, Riverboat Ron became a, a big story about a month into the season. Were you getting frustrated? I mean, listen, he's he's locked up. You may get franchised. You'll stick around, Carolina, one way or the other in the next season, I expect. So you can say, you can speak freely. And probably Coach Rivera's not watching anyway. Was there a frustration? Like, come on, Coach, we're in these games. you got to take some shots here. No, not at all. It was just faith and belief. You know, it started with us losing and coming out and not doing what we expected and him believing in us. Even though he was uh, he was on the hot seat, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. everybody was against him. And he came into our locker room and our meeting room and said, hey, don't worry about it. That's my job. That's my problem. I ain't sweating it at all. I got your back. And in return, we came out and said, you know what? We got your back. You know, fourth down, go for it. The defense is going to come out there and stop mm -hmm. it. That's our job. We'll embody that. Craig, how do you feel about the franchise tag? Uh, mixed feelings. You know, I definitely want to be in Carolina, but I would say that I definitely deserve something more than the base salary. Base salary. It's a little bit bigger than the base salary, For right? Who, though, baby, it's the crack joke. Right. Well, release the kraken. Can we release the kraken on the wheel of stupid questions? Oh, All right. There we go. Let's do it. Good luck, Ray Hardy. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, who do you think on the this set can hold their breath the longest? Let's Me find out. Here we go. go. No cheating, though, all right? I was up late last night. I'm out. I can't do it. I just know I'm not going to win, so I'm not going to even bother. Yes, I'm just checking to see if <laughs> Molly's holding her nose. Yep, I can see the mouth is closed. You're not going to lose to a girl, are you? Come on, man. <laughs> An intimidating oh, yeah. look. It is. <laughs> it's wow. as though he's not even trying. She can't even look at him. Oh, I like this. Now it's a stick. <laughs> there we go. Would have been better if one of you would have passed that. <laughs> Big victory. Greg, I let you win. Tell us, uh, tell us about it. No, hey, no mercy. I, I let you I do yoga. I strike got yoga first, friend. strike hard. She's a beast. Where are you guys at? 
I just knew I was going to win. I knew I was clearly outmatched. I see who to pick first on my team now. See, absolutely. When you wear leather pants, you know it's a beast mode. I thought about it. Tell us about GregHardyJr.com, all the designs, right? Man, anything you need to make you smile, keep you warm, help you turn into the crack. And we got T-shirts, we got hats, we got apparel, we got workout gear, we got workouts, we got trainers, we got everything you need. Kraken Fitness and Kraken can do whatever it is that you were looking for. How much do you think he can clean? <laughs> I don't know. You saw him hold his breath. It's, it's, it's questionable. Is that I, I, wanna, I wanna know how much sheep can clean. At least a plate. Can he at least do one plate? <laughs> no, Greg, we appreciate no, it. No, I cannot. Congratulations on all the success. Good luck in yes, free sir. agency. We wish you the best. Thank you, guys. On the couch over there with Dave Damashek now, the two-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, the pride of Troy, the Troy Trojans. It's O.C. Humanura back on our NFL.com live set. How are you, Joe, O.C.? I'm okay. Can't complain. Yeah? How was your first year in Atlanta? It was cool. I had a good time. You know, um, unfortunately, we weren't able to win a lot of games, but, you know, the coaching staff was excellent. General manager was a very good friend of mine, a very good man. The team was very good also. So, you know, we're going to bounce back next year. Struggle quite a bit too, though. Well, you know, you can't you can't win every year. You know, sometimes as in life, you know, you're going to go through things where you're not as good as you're supposed to be. And um, this year was definitely one of those years for us and them. So, what do you think it was for Atlanta why they struggled so much? Well, we had injuries. You know, that's the main that's the main thing that I saw. And then we had a lot of we had to play a lot of youth, a lot of young players had to step up. And even though they played admirably, I think. Um, it's very difficult to ask these players to step in and play the way a seasoned veteran would. So, uh, you know, they got the experience that they needed. We're going to be a much better team next year. Now, you grew up, I think, how old were you when you moved to Auburn, Alabama? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes, so sir. does that make you a de facto, even though you went to Troy, like SEC fan and in the uh, national championship, were you pulling for the Auburn Tigers? I was pulling for Auburn, even though they didn't give me a scholarship coming right. out of high school. <laughs> and um, But I was pulling for them. I was hoping that they would win. It was a good game also, but... That um, Florida State team was just too tough. You played a ton of games, obviously, at the stadium that uh, the Super Bowl is going to go down in a couple days here. Talk about, uh, because that's been the story, I don't know if you yeah. heard, that if it's windy and cold, that might affect the results of the game. Legitimately, though, how bad is it down there, especially at this time of the year, and could it? Uh, do you expect it to affect yeah. what's going to happen? Well, not too bad. I mean, the stadium we played in before, the old Giants stadium, when that wind would kick in, you know, it, it will sometimes blow you over. But this, this stadium, they, they kind of modified it a little bit, so I don't think the wind is going to be too much of a factor. You know, the cold might be a factor as to, you know, if these Seattle passers are able to really get revved up and attack the quarterback the way they're accustomed to. But, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of whoever's playing. It's the biggest game of their lives. So I don't see a way in which that's going to slow anybody down. What does it feel like being a player? It's Super Bowl morning. You wake up. You're by yourself in your room. What, what's going through your head? Um, a bunch of different things. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to really explain because you're not quite sure. The, the, the day of the game, it almost seems like a regular game. It's the week before that's really, you know, a real mess with, with all your obligations and all the things that you have to do. But the day of the game, you wake up, you try to, you know, go through everything mentally that you have to do in the game. The actual game itself, you know, as soon as they snap that first, you know, ball, it just turns into a regular football game. And it's only afterwards or at halftime that you really get the sense that, oh, this is a different game than every other football game that you, that you play. And our coaches try to keep it that way for us. Before we get to our uh, hashtag question for you here, do you have a pick? 
A who? A pick? A pick? I like Seattle in this game. Okay. You know, I'm a defensive guy, and I, I love the way that defensive line plays and that defensive back. So, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Peyton Manning is obviously um, a great adversary for him, but I'm picking Seattle. Okay, so we have a hashtag question from our viewers out there. They want to know, would you rather have a pocket passer as a quarterback, the, you know, Peyton Manning type, or the dual threat like a Russell Wilson? Um... As long as the quarterback is Peyton Manning, I'd rather have him over <laughs> over anybody. So, uh, in general, in general, you know, both styles of quarterback presents unique challenges. You know, a pocket passer is going to sit there, and if, if he has a quick release or if he's able to go through his progressions and you don't get to him, he's going to pick you apart. Whereas a guy who's a mobile quarterback and likes to run a lot, you know, even if he goes, if he sees his first progression isn't there, he's just going to take off running, and that's to the defense's advantage also. So. Um, I, I can't really say I would like a guy who's more seasoned and can actually sit there and read the defense and, and make the plays and win the game because in the long run, that's what's going to help. Do you think one's a wave of the future? Do you think it, it'll become the dual threat or not necessarily? I don't, I don't think so. I think, um, I think the NFL is always going to be about the quarterback and about a pocket passer because, you know, the, the running quarterback, when was the last time a running quarterback won a Super Bowl? Steve you know, Young, maybe. Yeah, yes, I mean, uh, it's, it's been a long time. The so, yeah, so at the end of the day, man, the quarter, the, the pocket quarterback is where it's at. You mentioned uh, you mentioned the defense, and of course, Super Bowl defenses, two of them. Mm -hmm. uh, your man, Michael Strahan, is a yeah. finalist for the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, well, tell us about your teammate. Mm -hmm. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, oh, and why cool. does he deserve to be in That's the Hall easy, of Fame? Man, of it's course. easy. Yeah, he's. He, Forget the personal allegiance that I have to Michael Strahan because he was a, he was a mentor of mine and he taught me so much growing up in the game. But if you look at what he did on the football field, I've never seen a player dominate an offensive lineman the way he would. I'm not talking about like sack numbers, but he would literally at 250, 260 pounds, he would beat up offensive linemen for an entire game, just pounding on them. And those guys would quit. So it, it's um. You know, the numbers that he put up, about seven, eight pro bowlers, I mean pro bowls, all pro defensive player of the year, leading sacker or a single season sack record in NFL history. He has the credentials to be a Hall of Fame player, and he definitely should get in. Do you watch his show? Yeah, I actually watched it this morning. He's funny, man. He's good. He has, He's he great. has great charisma and personality. Do you feel a little bit like you jumped from the frying pan into the fire going from the NFC East, which has been a little bit down now, and it looks to me like the South is shaping up. I mean, yeah. the Saints aren't going anywhere. Here come the Panthers, and I think the Bucks might be uh, yeah. not a half-bad team next year. What do you think? It's, it's, it's a tough division. Tough division. Everybody's coming up. they got good, good teams all across the board, so... Um, you know, we have our work cut out for us in Atlanta for sure. Who's the best offensive lineman you've ever had to go up against? I would say the guy out of Seattle, uh, Walter Jones. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think, is he, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was. I remember playing a game against him, and the quarterback was standing right here. He had me about 15 yards away from the quarterback the entire game. I didn't even sniff him, so I'd never been through anything like that before up until that day. He was the best player I've played against. What if, let's just say, I don't know, maybe you try to butter him up before the game. You, any way to, like, send flowers to his house or something? Or? Listen, what I'll do is I'll call 1-800-Flowers. <laughs> okay. Or go on 1-800-Flowers.com. Okay. Make sure I get a nice bouquet of flowers to them. And get it over with, man. No personal I mean, note to Walter. To Walter Jones, please take it easy on me. Happy Valentine's Day. Right. Whatever it is, whatever the occasion is, but just don't do me like that anymore. What, I have uh, an what, idea. Kind, what kind of flower? I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I, want, I want to string this out a I little bit. I have another flower okay. question. What, what kind well? of flowers? Would you send him tulips? Maybe tulips. some lilies? No question, oh, tulips. There you go. Okay. What do you think about uh, maybe you could do this going into next season? The night before the game, uh -huh. you send flowers, uh, you know, a pre apology. Sorry for what I'm going to do to you tomorrow. I got you. I got you. And they're daisies. 
Uh, sorry, what's going to happen, Daisy? You know what? That, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> Every week you do I this. Need, I need all your... the help I can get. All right. Oh, I'll see, when that. you're dating someone and you call 1-800-Flowers, when is it acceptable to send flowers? Right away. Right away. Of course. Okay. You know, you send flowers right away. Women love flowers. For some... Why do, do you go roses? Love flowers? Do you go roses right away? No, no, no. no. I like to go with tulips. You... Tulips? I'm a big tulip guy. How come? I don't know. It's something about the way they look and smell that, you know. It's very sad when they die, though. They be. You know, they really, they really know how to droop. How about a wheel of stupid questions real quick? Huh? we get you on one of these, O.C. Good luck, O.C. Yeah, these have been tough today. Getting better with my spinning. What's the best letter in the alphabet? A is the first one. Okay. So you know what, let's do it. Or maybe you're a little bit of a front runner. I don't know if I like that. to win one game with Eli or Peyton. Which guy do you want? Eli. Obviously. All right, here we go. Who wins a fight between, oh, this is a good one, Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus? I would say Miley Cyrus, man. She's a, you know, she's a tiger. Especially if twerking's involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, she twerk, she twerk all over that guy, man. Well, and he's a weekly, too. There is that. OC, thank you for taking the time out. Congratulations on all your success. 1-800-Flowers or 1-800-Flowers.com. Tulips is what he says. Joining us on set right now, we go from one D lineman to another, a pro bowler, Cameron Jordan, straight out of Cal, Oski the Bear, Berkeley, California. Thanks for taking time out. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. First of all, go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> um, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. How was Hawaii? Congratulations on the Pro Bowl. Uh, Hawaii was beautiful. I mean, my family loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to going back, and I, I'd like to make that an annual thing. Are you, Sorry, are you, Dave. Are, are you, uh, I assume you have double reason to be rooting for the Broncos in this game because not only did you go down to the Seahawks, but there are a lot of Stanford guys on that Seahawks team. How's that, what's, uh, how do you feel about this one? I mean, um, I'm a little disgusted uh, that, you know, we're not in the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, a little disappointed. Um, but at the same time, I'm hoping that both teams tie and there is no Super Bowl champion. It could happen. I is that, is that is what that we're going to do? <laughs> that, that, just call it? might be a little better. <laughs> I mean, if they, if they tie, I'd be happy. As we heard you were joining us, uh, I Google stalked you real quick. Actually, actually on Twitter. What I'm did gonna, you pop up? What I'm going to be honest. And you have quite a following. I, I was looking at your avatar and your little bio. And it says, Cam by day, Cam a stall. Cam Stottle. Oh, Cam So, see, I messed it up by night. What's that? You got to be philosophical. Like, you got to be philosophical sometimes. Cam um, Stottle. happens every now and again. You know, like, if, you're, if you're up and you can't go to sleep, you know you have those random thoughts. Sure. And mine happened just to, to pop up. So, a, a Berkeley guy means you got to have a pretty big brain to go to Cal Berkeley. Were you a philosophy major? Is Aristotle your guy? Um, what's funny is... I definitely like was headed in that direction and just decided to branch off and go legal studies because mm, it's not really a major. Well, I don't know. I mean, you got a lot of time to yourself on exactly. those planes during plenty, the week. Exactly. There's room and space to debate. Well, right? philosophically speaking, then you guys went up twice to Seattle and played in those raw, rainy conditions. You're a home dome team. What do you make of a Super Bowl being played out in the cold? I mean, both teams play open field. Both teams go through cold weather. It'll be a great game. Um, defensively, Seattle is, is a monster. Offensively, we've got Peyton Manning. 
I'm, I'm sure you've heard it numerous times. You know, um, they say Seattle might have the edge for because of the defense. Again, I'm going for a tie. You know, you, you no hear ties. about the, I'm sticking with no it. You, you hear Anybody about loses, uh, there is no Super Bowl champion this year. You hear about the 12th man and how it affects the opposing team as a, as a defensive lineman that needs to explode off that ball. I guess that's waiting to see the ball move. Does that affect you at all? How loud they can be? I mean, th- th- does it have any effect on, on the offense? Um, no, it definitely helps them. Uh, that's, that's a real thing. The 12th man for them helps just like, um, you know, fans help every home team. Um, It'll be, it'll be nice, you know, to get them away from that and, and really see what they can do. Uh, but I, I have full faith that the defense is going to perform very well. You know, you, you say you want to tie, and, and Damashek brought it up here, Stanford. Give him the axe. The axe, the axe, the right, axe right in the neck, the neck, the neck. What is going on at Stanford? How have they become the most physical, nasty team in college football? Stanford what? You know what I'm talking about. You, you know what they've created. How have they managed to do it? You right. know what it was like to be on the other side of that rivalry. Right, right. I mean, we started off strong, and then Andrew yeah. Luck came through, and his whole regime really brought Stanford back up to power. And now that they're, you know, back up there, yeah, they'll go back down in a, in a year or two. Don't worry about it. Stanford's like, how did you get to Cal? Because you're Minneapolis, right? Uh, born in Minneapolis, uh, lived in Arizona, grew right. up in That's Arizona. That's right, Right. And, uh... You know, it just seemed like the best option for me. Of course, uh, Steve Jordan, that's how he's uh, from the Twin Cities. For people who don't know, Steve Jordan, the Vikings' great tight end uh, of a generation. He was, yeah, he was definitely definitely a a great part of the team for 13 years or so. Um, And I just sort of ended up in Cal because it was the best situation for me. Um, Really loved the city. Enjoyed my D-line coach. uh, And, I mean, yeah, it was just like the perfect fit. Is that Blondie's Pizza? Is that how, how does Blondie stack up to uh, some of the joints out here? If you've been able to throw some slices in your mouth, I still prefer Blondie's. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> not so much Fat Slice. Right. All right, Fat Slice, the other one. Right. Top Dog, all the other eateries up there. We, we have we have some great places. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't funny at the time, and probably still isn't. But to most of America, we got a good laugh out of Marcus Colston on the last play up there in Seattle. What was the conversation? That, did anybody say what exactly? was going through your head there, Marcus. Right? But that, that was a crazy-looking play. I assume you've looked at the replay a few times. Right. I mean, had it, you know, had it been a, a, a lateral pass like it was supposed to be, nobody would have said anything. So, you know, uh, that was one of the plays that, that went through, and you just got to live with that one. We were trying, he was trying to make a play, and that's all you can uh, really uh, hope for is giving 100% effort. I want to go back to the two trips to Seattle really quick. You mentioned that, yeah, it's great. They won't have the home field advantage. But is that the toughest stadium to play in? Can you hear anything? Um, it is loud. I don't think it's the loudest stadium. I'd like you to come down to our dome. There we go. You know, we get loud. What's the uh, what's your favorite place to eat in New Orleans? They've got a million spots. There's so many spots. Um, probably Mr. John's Steakhouse. Okay. Um, that's one of the better steaks you're going to have. Also like Bourbon House right there, which tells you where it's at. It's right there on Bourbon Street. Right. Um, it has some pretty pretty solid food. Have you, you done like the, uh, the Camellia Grill, the burger there, or the, right? I mean, it just seems like there's so many there's spots. So many, there's so many places. Yeah. And uh, trust me, we're looking here and we're Oh, you know what? But, but, but you're do, a philosophy guy. Yeah, That's we do, right. we got to do the wheel. The wheel. While oh, that okay. happens, okay. you're philosophical. Okay, can you settle? Let's go. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, you're philosophical and I'm Vanna. Right, that'll work. I can get this out. 
struggle, Vanna. Technical Come difficulties. On. That's why they don't get me the big guys. What's the best letter in the alphabet? Ooh. Wait, wait. No pressure. Um, the best letter in the alphabet would be F for family. Okay. Oh, sweet, sweet, but the hey. correct answer is Q. It's aspirational, you know? Q should be down there with X, Y, and Z, but it's way up there with R, you know? It's it's really climbing the ladder. I like Q as well. I'm going to go. It's my last name. Okay. <laughs> How many days? Oh, this is a good one. I won't ever admit mine. How many days between washing your jeans? How many days? If You're wearing those all week, to be no honest. Way. You only brought one pair. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to go with that. But I'm going to... If I have to answer honestly, yes. twice. Twice? That's, That's it? it? Oh, you know, I like go way that longer. grease build up and they get nice and loose <laughs> and Mine feel so better. Mine are so hard to get sure on at first. I got to work it through the week. Yeah, I'm going to let you have that one. I'm, I'm going to go twice. I brought enough pairs to You don't have to do to deep right. knee bends to get in your jeans? I'm not going to lie to you. Or um, on the bed? I only rock jeans that are comfortable for me. Okay. So, you know, I can do a lot of things in them. There you go. There's so much Very space. Flexible. I see yeah. like, opportunities oh, yeah. that I can do. You can do high kicks. You can do lots of stuff. It's awesome. You know? He uh, made it to the Pro Bowl this year. Looking forward to doing it again. That Rex Ryan defense of New Orleans really put it on the league. Cameron Jordan, a big reason why. Appreciate the time. Have a good uh, rest of the week there. Pro Bowler in his second season. Missed two games. Still led the league in receiving yards. First Brown to have ever done that. It's Josh Gordon on set with us. Welcome back from Hawaii. How was that? Beautiful. I love it there. But um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So what about your guy, T.J. Ward? What is he thinking? I mean, for people that didn't see it, he upends you. You, mm -hmm. you do a hit you kind of low. I mean, you still managed to land on your feet because you're a wild athlete. What were you thinking <laughs> in that moment, though? When I when I realized I was still in the air and I was looking around, I was still spinning. I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know what was going on. You know, I was like, "Am I flipping right now?" It took a minute, and then I realized it was TJ that hit me. You know, so after the play, I'm like, "You know, what was that?" But it's cool. It's all love. You know, I gave him a high five afterwards. But don't think I won't get him back when we get back to Cleveland. You're a guy who has a pretty big personality out there. What do you think of Richard Sherman, all the, the heat that he got over the last couple of weeks there? And what about talking on the field? Do you like to get into that with DBs? You know what? I think it's a fine line between what's considered, you know, a part of the game and what's disrespectful. But at the same time, I'm all for it, you know, because if you can get inside your opponent's head mm -hmm. and, you know, and alter his game to help your team win, and by all means, do it, you know, so it's good and bad. Josh, we all work on NFL Fantasy Live, NFL Network's fantasy show, and I was asking the guys in the meeting prior, you know, where you were kind of draft going into the season, sixth round, and they said right away, this year you'll be the number one pick for yeah. wide receiver. How much did you hear from fantasy fans? I don't know if you have Twitter or Facebook. That's, that's probably my number one conversation I have. Everybody talks about fantasy. You help me out of fantasy a lot. What's the most ridiculous thing you've been told from a fantasy fan? Um, I think one actually had to – he lost some crazy bet, and he was like, I was about to pick you up, but I traded you. I picked you up, but I traded you away for somebody to end up getting hurt for the rest of the season. So I, I did that. Let's yeah. not talk about it anymore. I did it. And then the, 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 the next day, you, you blew up. You had that three-game run to beat the ball. Well, there was a lot of speculation that, you know, without Brian Hoyer out there, with Jason Campbell, maybe we weren't going to see the downfield Josh Gordon. I mean, you adapted your game. It became a lot of underneath crossing routes, yards after catch. How much of a difference was it playing with the different quarterbacks this year? It's a huge difference. Don't get me wrong. I mean, 
it's, it's hard. It's very, very hard to, to do that, you know, with different quarterbacks, different rhythms, you know, and, combat, and com, compatibility, combat, combat, compatibility with those guys. Excuse me. But um, uh, each week we got, I had at least maybe one or two weeks of practice with each one, and then one got hurt, then another one. So it was hard, and obstacles were always, you know, jumping over those. So as a team, it was definitely hard to get behind one guy. But me, I felt as though just regardless of who's quarterback, I have to be a wide receiver and make my plays and try to help us win regardless of who the quarterback is. I mentioned people can submit questions through our Twitter feed. We have one right now for Josh Gordon at NFL.com Live. Hashtag ask SB48. What do you think of the matchup between Richard Sherman and Demarius Thomas on Sunday? You know, Demarius is a big wide receiver, man. He's real big. You know, um, I don't know if, if, if Richard... If he's ready for that, you know, during in a big game like this, you know, I know he's not. I know Demarius is not going to take take kindly to any talk like that. That's for sure. And I'm not sure if that's a guy you want to talk to or get fired up before a game this big. But you know, Demarius Thomas had a monster game. He's yards after catch guy downfield. He does everything for these guys, you know. But at the same time, you got Eric Decker opposing him, you know. So it takes a lot of pressure off of him. And Peyton, you know, that's Peyton Manning, so he could drop it in just about anywhere. As someone that relies on another player to get him the ball, yeah. give us an idea of the frustration level. You know, if you feel like you're open or you can beat your man and you're not getting the ball, what is that like to deal with during a game? And do you get frustrated during games? That's very frustrating, honestly. Because um, you always want to compete. You want to be the best. You're starting. You know, you want to help your team win. And when you feel as though you have the ability to make big plays and game-altering plays, when it's not happening... You know, you got to go back to the coach or talk to the quarterback and see what's going on. More than likely, it's the case he's getting pressured in the backfield, and that's really what happens a lot. He might get sacked or he's getting hurried out of the pocket. Speaking as someone getting you the ball, you guys have a nice high draft pick here. Sure. Also want to hear about the new coach and all that stuff. But are you looking, are you rooting for Johnny Football or Teddy Bridgewater or, or pick one of those two? I don't think I'm even at liberty to pick one at all. You no, know? I'm sure I'm, they care I'm what a, you think. They definitely care. But I'm, <laughs> you I'm know not, you can catch from anybody, though. You know you know, I'm, I think I'll be all right with anybody we get. You know, we got some great guys right now. I know that we're going to have returning, but the young guys, Johnny Menzel, Blake Bortles, you know, those guys are great, actually. Um, I'm a fan of uh, uh, Derek Carr, got from mm -hmm. Fresno yep. State. Yep. Um, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of talent out there. So anybody, really. We uh, we were talking to you a little bit before we came on camera about the city of Cleveland, and there's a lot of people that have some bad things to say about it. Obviously, it's been a, a franchise in transition. You know, a coach dismissed after one year. What's your experience been like? A living in the city and be with the team? Well, first off, I've only seen snow one time <laughs> in my entire life until I got to Cleveland. And then it was a totally, totally different world. You Still know, not used to it, right? I don't, I don't think you could ever really get used to that type of cold. You know, um, it's, it's crazy. But I've grown to love it. You know, during games, I play well in it. Actually, surprisingly, you know, it, it's actually pretty easy to play in. You know, mentally, mentally for me to deal with it. But um, the city's great. The fans are the best. We got the best fans in the NFL, hands down. Maybe up there in Seattle. You know, but. Uh, I love the fans. They show us love everywhere we go. Um, but Cleveland's been great to me. Just get rid of the brown pants, would you? You're a man of some stature. Refuse to wear them. <laughs> well, congratulations on uh, all the success. Led the NFL in yards this year. Went to the Pro Bowl, even if his guy, T.J. Ward, didn't um, upend him. As you said, you'll get back at him in Cleveland.
On set with us is the Hall of Famer, quite simply one of the greatest in the history of the game, Eric Dickerson. E.D., what's happening? Uh, you know, just trying to make all the rounds yeah. you know, and stay warm. And we saw you making the rounds yesterday yes. with Ronnie Lott, two all-time greats doing it together. Do you enjoy coming to Super Bowl week and seeing all your old friends? I enjoy that very much, seeing the guys I haven't seen in a long time, you know, talking about playing against each other. Um, it's, it's a really a fun week. We just opened up there at the top. Don't know if you noticed the guy who started with the L.A. Rams, Jerome Bettis. Don't know if you heard he may or may not get a gold jacket. Actually, this isn't too far this off. This isn't too far from yeah. gold, yeah. Why don't you, you know, by the way, why don't guys wear that around more? I, 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 if it were me, once I mean, a week at on, least. You, you, you stick out like a, like a sore thumb. And, and my jacket is an old jacket, so it's hot and wool. So <laughs> I really hate wearing that one. What do you think about Jerome Bettis uh, and whether or not he deserves uh, the gold jacket? I think uh, Jerome is a, is a Hall of Famer. I, I think he'd be he deserves it. Um, you know, so many other guys that deserve it also. Uh, look at um, Kevin Green, who's mm -hmm. a guy that deserves, I think, to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, it's just numerous guys. I mean, and the thing is, guys you play against, you know, that, that you know how they play. Um, uh, the, the linebacker from the 49ers, I can't think of his name, is uh, Charles, Haley. Charles Haley. Yeah. He's a candidate. He's mm -hmm. a guy that I really think should be in for sure. Absolutely. You know, Dexter Manley. It's a lot of guys. And, um, we as Hall of Famers feel like that sometimes the sports writers have grudges against certain players. I mean, we've heard it. A guy told me when I went in that uh, I was unanimous. One guy wouldn't vote for me, and he wouldn't vote because I held out. Now, what does that got to do with playing football? Mm -hmm. I just feel like that we should have some kind of some kind of voice. Do you feel, you know, we, we're a colleague of, uh, we're colleagues of Warren Sapp, and he's kind of been outspoken about what he thinks of, of Michael Strahan. Do you feel as a Hall of Famer that, that to some degree you have to protect the integrity of the Hall if you don't feel someone's a Hall of Famer? Yes, you do. I mean, every guy that plays football is not a Hall of Fame player. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fact. I mean, um, a guy like Michael Strahan is a Hall of Famer. I mean, I can say that. I didn't play against Mike. I saw him play. Uh, you know when you play against Michael Strahan, you game plan him. There's certain guys you game plan. And I don't understand, you know, why Warren would say that. I mean, I'm not in Warren's head, but I'm just, I was shocked when I heard it. But for sure, my opinion, I'm an offensive guy. If I played against a guy like Michael Strahan, I know what he brings. And he brings it every week. We always hear about that front four of the Rams before you arrived as perhaps being the greatest of all time. In all the football you've watched and played, is there a group, a defensive line group, that you think stands ahead of all others? No, the fifth and fourth, it was nothing like it. I mean, seriously, nothing like it. And, and Deacon Jones, the late Deacon Jones, yeah. most definitely let you know how great they were. And he was a great player. Uh, Merlin Olsen, another great player. Lamar Lundy, that, that, was, that, was, that was the fearsome force, man. It was, it was no defensive line like that in football. I don't, I don't know if it ever will be. I'm not trying to curry favor with you by saying <laughs> this, but I've often pointed out that even Hall of Famers are sometimes underrated, and I feel like you're very close to the top of that list. I think you're one of the three best running backs of all time. My opinion is you're slept on because of your style. You ran so upright, oh and it looked uh -oh. so effortless, uh -oh. and you I, I can't recall for all your dominance you ever reaching out and diving for the extra inch. I just seem so effortless. Where do you, modesty aside, where do you rank yourself uh, among the all-time greats? Well, you know, that's a hard question because you as a player, I mean, I just feel like, I say I was one of the guys. People ask me about it. And I agree with you with that part of it because, of course, me not getting the credit. I hear it all the time from my, my friends, guys I know, guys I played against. Say, hey, you just don't get the credit you deserve. We know it's like to play against you. Um, 
you know, and, and as a player, I heard it so many. You look like you're not running fast. You mm-hmm. look like you're not running hard. And I was a track guy, so, I mean, it didn't look like I was running fast all the time. I won't forget one story. I was in practice with John Robinson, and I ran a 47 gap. He said, oh, stop, stop. This is my rookie year. He said, Eric, you're not running fast enough. I'm like, coach, I'm running fast. He said, no, stop running again. Ran again. Up, get out. He said, this is the NFL. You have to run fast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we played the Jets. I think it was my third game. I had an 85-yard touchdown run. He pulled me to the side. He said, you were running fast in practice. I'm sorry. I owe you an apology. You just make it look so easy. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, it, it was a curse, but it was a blessing also at the same I'm time. I'm old enough to remember those green helmets you <laughs> make in that running shake. We yep. uh, mentioned you can join the conversation at NFL.com Live. Hashtag AskSB48. Here you go. Rank the top five running backs in the NFL today. Maybe you don't need to go to five, but, but give us a couple that you like maybe there, E.D. Oh, uh, today? Yeah. Uh, for sure, AP. Uh, Jamal Charles, I mean, he's a he's a guy that I really like. Um, I just saw him last night. I didn't realize he was as big. Yeah. You know, he, he was that big. Uh, the Beast, you know, he's, he's a guy that I, I like. I'm a Sean Lynch. Uh, five guys, it's just hard to go, yeah. you know, to give you five. Um, you know, and I'll say about running backs, everybody has a style, and everyone has a guy that they like, and for different reasons you like. You like a guy because he can come out the backfield. He gets the short yardage. You know, my guy, and I just go with the one guy that I like, and because I think he's an all-around back, is AP. You know, I just don't think he has the help. I've been there, no quarterback, an offensive line, and it's frustrating when you walk to the line of scrimmage and, and you see nine men in the box, and six can't block nine. So you have to make three professionals miss you if possible. And sometimes they bring 10 in. And it's you like, you don't want to say it publicly, but now I can say it because I'm out of the league. I'm like, my God, can I just get some help here? You know? But I still, I, I, love, I love the sport. Do you think that the, with so much focus these days, everybody looks at the statistics of the QBs and, and all the touchdowns and everything else, but obviously one of the great backs of all time. Talk about what Marshawn Lynch, the attrition that that can cause in, late in the second half. Um, and, and maybe an anecdote about defenders letting up because they're, they're just playing tired of taking you on. Well, you look at, at, the, at the old team like us, the Rams, the Redskins, the Giants back in the day when they ran the football. Marshawn Lynch reminds me, not exactly, but kind of like Earl Campbell, hmm, a guy yeah. that does not run away from contact. If you run up on him as a defender and you run up too high, you will be on a highlight film, and it won't be yours, it'll be theirs, and which isn't <laughs> a good thing for you. Uh, running the football early in the game is great, but in the third and fourth quarter, defenses wear down. They don't want to make those tackles. You'll see the guy stick an arm out, or you'll see the arguments, man, stop him up front, you know, stop him up front. And he's a guy that can cause arguments amongst the defensive players because they don't want to hit him. And I think that that's what this game will come down to. I think if, if the offensive line blocks and he can hang on to the ball in the cold, and that's what it is, it will be, I think it's going to be cold. And the ball becomes like this. It becomes slick and it's already hard. It becomes harder in the cold. And if they can hang on to it, I, I believe they'll run the ball and, and win this game. Hmm. All right, E.D., if you can help us, you're a Hall of Famer. We've been doing this with all of our guests. Even Archie Manning participated with his son on the board because it seems to be a legacy Super Bowl, trying to figure out where Peyton Manning fits in with the all-time greats. We, we think we got the top eight here. You want to take a stab at putting them in order? They're all Velcro, so you can so pull them off, them move them, them wherever on. you want. All right, no so. Dieter Brock on this board. <laughs> <laughs> Montana to the top. I agree with that. Joe Montana, number one. 
Okay, contemporary John, John Elway. Elway number two. What if Peyton wins this game? Does that change? Does Peyton jump John? Uh, I like John. I played. I played against him, so I know. I know what his effectiveness. <laughs> Who was the best quarterback you played with? Because you go from the Rams, yeah, and so you were with Jeff Kemp as well as Dieter Brock, and then you go to Schleister and Pagel and company. Was that yeah, it? I'm imitated. The best quarterback that, that I ever played with. That's my order right there. There we go. Look that's at Marino. Right. I think that's Strong. the highest we've seen Marino. Yeah. Oh, Dan can throw it. I mean, he, yeah. he, he can throw it. Um, what was it? I'm sorry. What oh, you're, you're telling the best QB oh, you played. Oh, uh, Vince Ferragamo. I mean, that was my rookie year. I had 51 receptions that mm-hmm. year. Um, and after that, I mean, I just didn't. I never really had a quarterback. I mean, I always wanted one. I mean, I, I won't forget I played in, in the Pro Bowl with Joe Montana. And uh, I'm like, my God. I'm like, I, I told Roger Craig, I said, Roger, you don't know how lucky you are to have this guy as your quarterback. I mean, and I just wish I'd, I'd have had one of those guys. Hugh McElhaney. <laughs> I played with you. Pony Express. Uh, yeah, and I played with Jim Everett for like one year. Right. He was young, but, you know. I think, I think Jim would have developed into a fine quarterback if we'd all stayed together. Eric, we uh, certainly appreciate it. Four-time champion, a three-time Super Bowl MVP, multiple all-pro slash pro bowler joining us on set. It's Joe Montana. How are you, Joe? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. Terrific. Good. Better now that you're sitting here, particularly uh-huh. as a Pittsburgh native. It's a great thrill to sit next to Ringgold's uh, all-time best. Oh, thank you. I can keep looking for a Steeler hat a helmet up there. Yeah, we need one of those, <laughs> don't we? What does it mean to you? The conversation for the last fortnight, at least, has been around Peyton Manning's legacy. In my opinion, Joe Montana is the best of all time. Four for four, no interceptions in the big game. Does it matter to you that I think you're the best of all time? Do, do you care in 2014 as you walk the street where you rank among the greats? Well, I appreciate it very much, your, your thoughts. I just think it's hard to rank guys. You know, you look back and, I mean, nobody even mentions a guy who won nine championships before the Super Bowl era started. And, and nine, that's a, that's a lot. But it's hard to compare guys over time, and now the game is changing even more. I say enjoy everybody that's playing. Enjoy for what they do. They're all different, different styles, different plays. And we all get it done differently, but... Um, when you're winning, you're winning. It doesn't really matter. They, they often called you Joe Cool. Well, what's the difference in the Super Bowl? Do you feel any different? Did you feel any different in the Super Bowl? <clears throat> well, you, you do until um, you get hit the first time. And now that's not happening as often anymore. But uh, that's what I kind of waited for. Just give me, give me that little jolt to say, wake up, you know, settle. The, it actually kind of settled you down more than anything, getting that first hit. So I always looked for that. We had uh, we had Eric Dickerson on about what 30 minutes ago, Dave, and uh, we asked him to rank the QBs. I don't know if you care if Dave thinks you're number one, but Eric Dickerson happened to think you were number one in terms of ranking the QBs. Maybe that matters. Uh, yeah, I appreciate. It. We saw him a lot, man. He was a nightmare for us for a long time. Fun guy um, to watch run, though. Yeah. Right after the NFC title game, Russell Wilson asked Terry Bradshaw on camera, "What should I do to get ready for this game?" And he said, "Treat it like another game, or else it'll get too big for you." Other guys feel like it seems to me love for. To, to acknowledge this is the biggest game of my life. Where, how, which, which way were you? Well, I think you want to try to keep it as natural. You're, whatever you do during the week and, and your normal game, just be the same. When it comes down to that time where it starts this last week, keep as much the same as possible in your mind. Then it starts feeling just like another game. The problem is when you're walking outside your hotel, 
You know, it's mm -hmm. not like being at an away game where there's not a lot of people. There are people everywhere, and you can't go anywhere. And so the, I tried to find that every now and then I would go out to dinner, but as the, as the week went on, I forget it. I just ended up having room service and mm -hmm. sat there and every now and then spent a little more time on your playbook, a little more preparation. It never hurts. But, you know, don't forget there's a game because that's the most important reason you're here. We mentioned uh, people can join the conversation at NFL.com Live. Use the hashtag AskSB48, and we do have a Twitter submission for you, Joe. Uh, what was the most memorable NFL play you were ever involved in? Well, the one you see a million times is the catch. You know, probably that. It got us into our first Super Bowl. Um, and Dwight is... You know, still run around somewhere around here. I, I'm not familiar oh, with this play you're talking about. Dwight, who, oh, oh, I know. Yes, the one, the I one that Vince Scully called, as a matter of fact? Yeah, exactly. And, it, and so that's probably the most. Is what? that is that a key to a Camaro that maybe uh, would no, guide no, you no, to no. A, uh, a Papa John's uh, pizzeria? No, is that, is that what that is? About, I'll tell you about this after Papa John's, though. <laughs> this is something my wife does. And, but. Uh, Papa John's, I'm glad, yeah, we did a great commercial with Peyton and Papa John the other day, 30th anniversary, they go back in time, I don't know, it started airing yesterday, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I have not seen it So yet. we go back in time, trying to get back now from 1984, when it all started, where it all began for them, now they're trying to get back for the Super Bowl, have a little problem with their keys. And by the time they get back here, there's a stowaway in the back seat. So, um, and they got a great promotion going for Super Bowl, too. Get on PapaJohns.com, put in PJMBP, buy a pizza at a, regu at a regular price, you get a free large pizza after the go. game. It's People go. like free things. Well, Loving it. Look what we're right. going to make you do. You don't like doing it, but just the same, we'll ask you to do it. Here it is. The eight greatest quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era. All right, we'll sleep on Otto Graham and all the rest. Why don't you do it for us? They're, these are Velcroed here. Oh, I, 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 removing I, many names. Nah, there goes Bradshaw, the another right four order. for four guy. The only other four for four guy. <laughs> I get a sense something's happening here. <laughs> only Tom Brady and Joe Montana's names remain here. <laughs> there goes there we Brady. Go. Oh, boy. I can't do that. So who do <laughs> Well, you know what? Though, at least he, at, at least he took his name off at number eight. He couldn't bear to see that. <laughs> Joe, we uh, appreciate the time. Obviously, congratulations on all the su success. We look forward to seeing the commercial uh, that yeah, came by a, yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Peyton, Peyton and Papa John were a lot of fun. It was had a good time. Peyton... Dry humor, a little, little uptight, but no, like he always is. <laughs> yeah. So I love yeah. All right. And we're going to ask you to make a pick yeah. over there, if you don't mind, Seahawks uh, right. or Broncos, if that's all right. All right. All right. There we go. I can do that. Joe Montana, we certainly appreciate having the greatest of all time on set with us. Getting mic'd up right now, Dave Damashek is Marlon Wayans, who I believe is going to walk on oh, set here, he here is right now. in a moment. Right. Perhaps he'll go ahead. And How you going? Good, good man. How you doing, Dave? What a pleasure. What's happening, Marlon? What's up, man? Matt? How you doing, bro? Doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm really good. What's cracking? Are you a host? Are you playing host this week as uh, it's in the big town? Uh, what do you mean, host? host well, you know, I mean, you're a New York guy, right? I'm just here because I'm performing. Uh, I'm performing at uh, um, uh, Caroline's New York uh, on Broadway, and I'm also um, here because I'm taking my son to the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, how cool. He was born on February 3rd, 2002. It was Rams versus... Uh, Titans. Oh, no. No, no, no New England. Patriots. New England. Yeah. yeah. And New England won, but I remember... 
I got the. I told. I told his mom. I was like, do not have him. Just hold it. Do some kegels. <laughs> just hold it down for me. Just hold it. Hold it. Just. Just till I get back home. And she's like, I got you. I go. I go get me a nice Miller's Miller's Light. I crack it open. They kick off. I go to sip. Baby, the water broke. Ah! <laughs> so me and her dad, we all had a Super Bowl party in the delivery room. Right. So you know, and I caught, caught my son like a shotgun. 42, 52, hot, 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 hot. And I caught my little son. Did you happen to notice? Because some wives, they wouldn't do it. They'd say, tough, turn the TV off. You're not putting it on. Did you notice strangers just making their way into your delivery room so they could, too, watch the TV? That's why I, that's why I got her an epidural, so she could be high. Right, there you go. And then it was just like, hey, it's a party. Come on, let them all in. Yeah, hi, Dad. You saw it before. Gamesmanship. <laughs> I like Absolutely. it. I like that. That's, that's that's what what I got to be smart about it. Is I this love your, your socks, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you very much. Those I appreciate are like, that. Wow, dude. Yeah, thank you. With the pink laces, you go on well, with your you swag. Know. That's <laughs> swag. I thought these were swag, but those are nice. Well, the hat is, uh, is nifty, I too. I couldn't pull that, pull that one off. It is so yeah. hot up under here. It's I crazy. I, there's, like, nothing but sweat, like, up well, under here. The, oh, yeah. And See? it's, like, coming down my face. Like, I got substitute teacher underarms right here. I know at some point. Go ahead. Put your face in there, Dave. No, look. At some point. No, there's there's sweat. Like oh, yeah, yeah, there no, is. Just, no, I like can confirm there like is. My, like not, my not math so teacher, here. Mr. Ealy. Oh. Yeah, my <laughs> math teacher in high school, he had that yeah. same thing. But his would go down to here. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? That's beyond, like, you're just nervous that you don't know the answers to the math problems that you're putting on the board. <laughs> but you know so what? Weird. High school kids, they're understanding of things like that, no, right? No, even elementary school. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> way, better. way ahead of the game. Right? That's why you don't, that's not, is that perhaps why you have a handicap in math? Because you were just busy staring at pit stains the whole time? Exactly. Exactly. You you're gonna be up. Him. You're gonna be up on the stage at Caroline's. Yes. And will it uh, will it rack your nerves if you see some NFL faces out there? If no, Joe I, Montana's looking up at you, I'll just talk about them. Oh, that's a good. I, idea. I, I'll, I'll talk about go. them. They, 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 they come to the show. It's fair game. Uh, so they, they all know. I, 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 who I, I had I had uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald come to one of my games, and I just kept talking about how stink the inside of his helmet must be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with that hair. Yeah. How uh, how about Haunted House Two? That's coming Haunted up. Haunted House right? Two. April 18th. I'm really excited. It's a, uh, as funny as one was. Uh, it, it was successful. I did it for 1.7 million. It wound up doing 65 worldwide. So we decided to do a sequel. That's great. That's a good. You bank. did it yourself. Um, I wrote it with my producing partner Rick Alvarez and right. the same director Mike Titus is back. And I got Cedric the Entertainer, I got Essence Atkins, uh, uh, Jamie Presley, and Gabriel Iglesias in the movie, and it's and Atheon Crockett. And it's really, really a lot of fun. Comes out April 18th. Woody Allen thinks you're too prolific already. It seems wow. like. You have a new movie every two months. I'm now. just trying to be like Woody Allen. That's all. I'm, well, try, I'm trying to be my Woody Allen cakes. That's all. <laughs> Professionally be like Woody. Yeah. yeah you know, you I actually got to, um, if you think that's bad, I, I see you can't give a black guy an opportunity to do it because he's going to do it all. I also have a digital <laughs> website that I'm doing, a digital uh, comedy network called What the Funny, uh, okay. where we do a bunch of sketches. We have a really funny Super Bowl sketch starring Terrell Owens, uh, uh, a really funny parody that we got put up today. Okay. So check out whatthefunny.com. As well. All right, we're uh, you are a professional, so we're going to submit you to our wheel of stupid questions. Okay, right? go for it. There we go. Give All right. Spin and stops here. Okay. Good luck. What's the worst holiday? Kwanzaa. <laughs> All right. You don't get no gifts. Is that right? There's I don't no know. Gift I want to celebrate Kwanzaa because I just want to see what it is. I've, I've never met somebody that celebrates I, Kwanzaa. My daughter celebrated Kwanzaa. She was like, Dad, you're you're not emoji right now. I was <laughs> okay. like, what? <laughs> One more. Here we go. What's the best color for food? Hmm. The best color food is green. I don't know why. No, no it's, it's supposed not to be the best. Green eggs and ham? Come on, 
dude. That's for you. Oh, you can't, you can't like dog Dr. Seuss. What about you? Know, Ray? You, know, you get pastrami and something. All right, here we go. Pastrami's awesome. <laughs> what does juicy? Open your mind. You're missing the whole message. What yeah. does juicy fruit gum taste like? What juicy fruit, fruit. What fruit does juicy fruit gum it taste tastes like? like uh, Juicy fruit tastes like apple, pineapple, and old tongue. Old tongue? <laughs> yes. Like a cow tongue? Like yes. A like because uh, after like you got about 60, oh, got 62 chews with juicy fruit, right. yeah. and then it just goes from. He will be attending the game with his 12-year-old son, well, 11, soon to be 12-year-old Sean, Sean Wayans, yes. What is it? Sean, Sean Wayans. All right, there we go. Check out Haunted House 2 in April and whatthefunny.com. Marlon Wayans, thank you uh, very much, sir. I Appreciate like what it. you guys do. Keep your shop dressed. You guys got thank swag. You. We are about to put the wraps on this, Damashek. We have uh, been teasing it. How about picking it here, uh, Dave? we got about 45 seconds left. We need some picks. All right, I've gone back and forth and back and forth, and I can see it either way. Not, my jaw won't hit the floor. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. I think that, uh, you know, those passes that Peyton gets away with against some teams, he's not going to get away with seven uh, seven defenders deep that he's looking at. I think they're going to pick him off. How about you? I'm going to go Broncos just because you went Seahawks. Oh. I was going to go Seahawks, but since you picked him, I guess I'll have to go Broncos, and we'll see who's right. How do you feel Science. about that? That's right. Big thank you to all of our crew here this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Adam Rank, Molly Karam for Dave Damashek, Matt Money Smith here, and a big thank you to all of our guests and the big blue oval. You know what? That thing might as well be red, white, and blue. The stars and stripes, the pride of America, Ford Automobile, Outdoors USA. on Super Bowl Boulevard. There's uh, Dave Danishek eating that delicious Papa John's double cheeseburger pizza with the Thousand Island dressing. Michael Irvin ripped a phone book in half. Adam Rank jumped into an autograph line with Deshaun Jackson and got to meet those guys. Really was a, a heck of a week. I enjoyed it, Sheck. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 